Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 66 of He Book, She Book. He's Mike. She's Becca. And we are back. We have some updates on Cody Rhodes. We have two pay-per-views coming up. We have AEW's Forbidden Door at the end of June. And then we also have Money in the Bank at the beginning of July, which I just find wild. I feel like Money in the Bank just happened and it's like already here again. Well, we have... Money in the Bank is going to be our next WWE pay-per-view. We did have some qualifying matches uh, that happened this week. And then, yeah, Forbidden Door is our next big pay-per-view coming up on June 26th. Um, we have some big announcements for that as well. But we're going to kick this off with the, I mean, really the biggest announcement of the past week is that Paige is officially done with WWE. She announced uh, her final date. Uh, I guess for like her contract and she's just not going to resign. It doesn't seem like it's a matter of like WWE's releasing her or she doesn't want to resign. It just seems like they're just going to part ways amicably. Um, and she is saying she wants to wrestle, but she's still not cleared. So there's just that gray area there, but Paige is officially going to be done in WWE. I just don't know how she would wrestle again. I mean, it's not like, it's a Daniel Bryan injury where it was concussions and then now like she's she can wrestle. She has a neck injury and the last time she was able to come back, she immediately got another neck injury and then they were like, absolutely not. And I know with Edge coming back and he has a similar injury to what she had and him being able to come back really opened her eyes and with like higher hopes. But I don't know, man. I just I don't know if if it's worth it in the long run. Well, she's 29 years old. She's still very young. Um, and WWE clearly doesn't want to be the people that clear her to compete for obvious reasons. Right. Like, that's what I'm saying. Why Why would you want to be? Exactly. And I, th- I, think, I think somebody will. I think, at the very least, she can do, like, a manager role. I'm shocked that WWE didn't want her for a manager role. That is weird to me, too. Um that she's just been kind of on the shelf for as long as she has been and they're not using her. She was very good as the SmackDown GM. Mm-hmm. Um, she can talk. She can, you know, she is a name that people recognize. Uh, it's it's weird that they don't want to use her, but, I mean, she seems fine with leaving. They seem fine with letting her go. And I assume she'll land on her feet in some way, shape, or form. She has Twitch going on, which she'll be fine with that either way. Um, but, yeah, just the fact that it feels like she's been gone for so long. Right. That, like, to make it official now, um, it's just, it feels random, but I feel like it's just a long time coming. Right. Like, I didn't even know she was still technically signed to them. Exactly. Like, that's why mm-hmm. it's, like, it's not, like, a release. They're just not going to re-sign her once her contract expires. Right. And then she can go do whatever she wants to do, whether that's try to get cleared to compete again, which it seems like she wants to do, or if she just wants to do something in the wrestling world, like maybe, you know, just travel the world, go to go back to, you know, the UK or, or go to AEW, whatever it is, she'll land on her feet in some way, shape or form. Uh, and then, you know, we kicked off the week of wrestling with Cody Rhodes opening the show after his Hell in a Cell pay-per-view match with Seth Rollins. And I mean, he's, he's gone. Right. And when he came out, like we, I mean, I was shocked to even see him on Raw because we know that he had surgery lined up for this week, but we didn't, I don't know, I knew it wasn't like Monday that he had the surgery, but I was still shocked to kind of see him like come out. And then when Seth came out and interrupted him, he was basically just coming out and being like, that was fun, I'm going to go do surgery, see you when I come back type deal. Well, he did leave that weird opening of like money in the banks coming up. Right, like he can come like, back in four weeks after, here, after a torn Stop it. 
no, like absolutely not. Torn pec surgery. There's literally no way you're coming back in four weeks. But when Seth came out and interrupted him and I like Seth's music hit and I just said, I really hope he just comes out, shakes his hand and that's it. Like We do not need him to attack him. He's already injured. Like, please just shake his hand and walk away. And Seth did. He shook his hand, tells him he has his respect, leaves. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Like this is actually, this is what I wanted. I'm happy there was no just like intensity or anything. Then when Cody's leaving, Seth attacks him from behind. It was intense. It was insane. Honestly, the surprise of it was like great. It was absolutely, like, it was fantastic the fact that he did surprise us with that attack on Cody. I'm, like, I don't know, I was, like, worried for Cody, but he was getting surgery, so it's okay. Like, we knew he was lined up for surgery. Yeah, it's, it just didn't feel necessary. The attack? Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it felt, like, nice to, like, all right, let's shake hands, let's be done with this. It's three matches in, Seth lost all three matches. Right, like, I didn't expect that. No, because, like, it lines it up for the feud to come back to, which, like, we don't... Listen, I'll watch Seth and Cody wrestle a million times, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's just something both people should have just moved on from, and that shaking of the hands and, like, their mutual respect and, like, you know, Dusty's proud of his boy. Like, it, it was, like, a nice way to wrap that all up, and you could have transitioned Seth to be your top babyface now that Cody's gone. So, like, there's really no top babyface on the Raw roster in general now that Cody's gone. Seth would have been, like, an easy person to transition into that role, but clearly they just want to keep him as a heel. Which, that is weird, because he lost three times. So you yeah. think he could have transitioned into that baby face very easily. Yeah, like, just with the handshake. You, yes. ha- you shake the hands of the top baby face in the company as he's on his way out. You can just easily slide into that role. But instead, we're just going to keep him heel. And then it seems like they have plans for somebody else to be the top babyface on Raw because, um, I mean, we had a a big turn uh, later in the show. But, yeah, Cody is going to be out for nine months, allegedly. Yeah, when they said nine – like, everything went well with the surgery. It all happened on Thursday. Everything went well. And then they said he's going to be out for nine months. But before the surgery, they were saying four to six months he would be out. And then they said nine months after the surgery. And – You know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's because of that attack and it's because he wrestled. And, like, honestly, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not claiming to know shit when it comes to medical stuff. But, like, it was already completely torn. So how much more damage did he really do with that, well, that attack on Monday and also during his Hell in the Cell match? Like, how much more damage did he really do? Not three or five months more worth of damage. I think that they're overshooting this recovery so that when he comes back in five, six months from now, it's like, oh, my God, and it's a surprise, and he's back early, and then, like, also, you know, when's the rumble? Yeah, I I think they're just purposely overshooting um, how long it's going to take Cody to get back, and for the sole reason of of Royal Rumble. Right. Just have that surprise return, Um, and I I think there was a report that if, if for some reason, I mean, the, the plan for WrestleMania is and always has been for Roman to face The Rock. Yes. Um, hold the titles until then, whatever. Your, your main event of that show is supposed to be Roman versus The Rock. Everybody knows it. It's like the worst kept secret in the world. But if for some reason The Rock can't do it or chooses not to for whatever reason, Cody is that perfect backup. Right. Because Cody has already said his whole goal is just to be the WWE champion. 
He's now going to be gone for nine months, quote unquote. If you bring him back in enough time, and you just put him, the thing is with the Rumble, like, he also doesn't have to work a full match. Right. You could have him work very light, come in as thirty or twenty nine late in the match, and just do a couple things. You could have him come in at seventeen and still not have him have a crazy long match because no. a lot of the guys will either like roll out or sit in the corner or yes. whatever. Like without getting eliminated, it's not an intense, not match, an intense match. He could very easily be number two. I'll say number yeah, three because be number two yeah. is like number one and number two do have a long a long time intensity, but he could really be almost anywhere coming out any number coming out and it still be not a very intense match on him and then him say win or get close enough to where he can you know if it is the rock which you made this comment i don't think on here just in general that there's a chance of the rock winning the rumble even though he doesn't need that to set up roman and versus the rock but they would end up doing that well, have that's, the rock that's win the, the problem rumble. with having roman have both titles he, right if 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 he still holds those Going into Rumble, the winner of the Rumble faces the champion. There's only one champion right, right now. So if you're going to set up Roman and The Rock, and Roman has both titles, The Rock has to win the Rumble to be the guy to face Roman. But I feel like at some point within this next six months, Roman has to drop one of those titles. Yes. And whether it's to... I, I don't think it's going to be Riddle as much as they're trying to do that whole thing. I, I don't think it's going to be Randy either. Um, I, I just I don't know who it is because, again, we're at a loss for baby faces. Like, there's not a lot of people for Roman to face, and especially to lose the title to. It, Seth would have been an awesome option, but again... He's on the Raw end, though. Yeah, oh, well, he could take the Raw title, yeah. And, you know, you can run with that. And, and just like he did in January, like, he can still play that heelish role. Right. But people will cheer him over Roman because of, like, the history. And, and people want to cheer Seth anyway. Right. But I think Cody, they overshoot it with the nine months... I think he comes back at Rumble for whatever reason. Who knows? It, it really is just everybody's in a waiting pattern to see what The Rock is going to decide to do. Exactly. And say he is in the Rumble and wins the Rumble to go against Roman. Cody can still come back at the Rumble and then start, say, a feud with Seth again. Or, like, no, you know, point, Seth throws if, him over the rope or something. If like, Cody is not winning the Rumble, don't bring him back at the Rumble. Yeah. Bring him back the night after. Bring yeah, him they'll still back. bring him back at the Rumble. It's the Pops. Yeah, but, like, I don't want to have him come back and lose. Like, if, if Cody comes back as a surprise entrant for the Rumble, he wins. I think and that— And, again, this is in—we're we're in June right Yeah, now. and the so Rumble's, what, the January? Rumble, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's, it's silly, but also I think that if he were to lose, it would be because of somebody like Seth. Where like Seth gets then, like, involved, throws him over, and like Seth and Cody match. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. It would be something like that, or there could be somebody he wins and goes after Roman within the next six months. That just completely gets like lit on fire to the point like they become a star enough for Cody to face. Like, I, I mean, it could be Walter or Gunther, whatever yeah. you want to call him. It could be anybody. It could, somebody could come up the ranks enough, and Cody could put them over enough to have some kind of. It could be Austin Theory. Listen, if for some I'm reason we can't Austin get like John Cena, John Cena versus Austin yeah. Theory, like Austin Theory versus Cody at, at WrestleMania. No, I want to see John Cena, and I don't want anything else. I just that's it. That's where I'm at. I want to see Cena versus Theory at the big name at the big events. It's gonna be SummerSlam. I feel like I feel SummerSlam like works there. for Cena though. Yes. Like I, that makes a lot of sense for Cena. Uh, and then later in the show, as I alluded to earlier. I think we're we're getting a new top babyface because the Judgment Day comes out. They're going to add a new member, um, and people have been waiting and assuming that there's going to be more than just these three. But Edge and Rhea and Damian Priest are out here. 
Smoke starts, out comes Finn Balor. Finn Balor is going to be your new Judgment Day member. Yeah, we're like, hell yeah, this is what we thought was happening. Cool. We thought he was going to turn the night before when they lost. Like, Which we would like, have been cooler. Yes, would have been way whatever. better. Like, would they lose? Okay, have Finn turn on AJ and just join Judgment Day right then and there. But and instead, segment, they wait till Monday. This whole segment could have happened exactly the same with at Finn Smackdown. turning or, like, yeah. the night before. Or not SmackDown, at Money at Hell in a Cell. So <laughs> I'll get it. <laughs> Damian Priest is talking to Edge and Rhea, and he's talking about how they realize that Edge is the person that's holding them back. They attack Edge, they beat Edge down, and they basically kick out Edge from Mm -hmm. his own faction. Yeah, and replace him with Finn. Judgment Day is Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley. So we're back. We added a member and we lost the leader. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm assuming Finn is now your leader of Judgment Day. And it was weird because later in the night, Rhea is in a match to determine who is going to be like your number one contender for the uh, the Raw Women's Championship, who's right. going to face Bianca Belair next? Rhea wins that match, yeah, as she should have. Yeah, she was definitely the one to win. She gets the the win over Dewdrop. It was Dewdrop versus Alexa Bliss versus Rhea and Liv Morgan. And I wish Alexa wasn't in this match to begin with, uh, but Rhea. I don't know, man. Alexa and Liv had my favorite moment of the week. So listen, I love that she is like involved and like we still. Look yeah, at her I think, in that like tier. But, I like, think this I, match got to show all four women in a way that we haven't seen them wrestle in a while because it wasn't a tag team match. It was all four of them against each other. They were fighting their asses off for this number one tender spot. Never thought otherwise that Rhea was going to lose. Like I thought Rhea was going to win from the jump. Of course, yeah. But Alexa and Liv did that like roll around thing that I really fuck hard with, and I thought that was like my favorite part of the whole week of wrestling and it happened on monday night it was a fine match i just feel like they're just blowing alexa bliss like yeah just, like she's come back she she's so we do this over. all the time with the women's division though we do and and it is t- it is Rhea's time so yeah. having her win against or like pinning dewdrop makes perfect sense um she makes and it's like specifically like nikki comes out and makes sure made sure that Liv didn't get the pin poor Liv morgan i just she's always like right there she's gonna have to get like quote-unquote injured soon because she's going out for this movie. And, like, nothing could be better for her than just to go away for a little bit. Yeah. And come back and people be excited to see her come back. Because she's taken so many losses and been so close so many times. She's like Ruby Riot, Right. Ruby Soho in AEW. She's just the exact equivalent. Which is funny because... They were together. They were together yeah. and they're, like, best friends. But Rhea gets the win. And what made this funny to me is that Finn and Damian Priest come out to, like, celebrate with her. And they're playing Edge's music. Yeah, they're playing, like, the Judgment they're Day playing music. The, like, does Edge get to keep that music, or does Edge go back? Like, if – what I'm assuming is happening here is that they are, in a really weird way, turning Edge face. I think that's exactly what it is. Like, it seems like they're trying to turn Edge face because they're, they lost but Cody Edge, for so long. My problem is that Edge, like, literally two minutes prior to having Finn come out and them turning on him, is still shitting on the crowd. right. Still talking about, like, how he's better than everyone and how they, everybody is stupid. Like, they are just by, like, heels turning on a heel he's supposed to be faced. Like, is, are we just doing negative and negative equals a positive? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I think that's exactly it. Like, they turned on him unexpectedly, so we're supposed to feel bad for him. I mean, we'll see on Which is Raw outrageous. what happens. Like, people will cheer Edge. Just play his song. Yeah, th- that's Go back to a little bit edge why theme. I think that they're letting Judgment Day keep that new song. Because maybe we'll go back to old edge theme song people will get hype about it lose his song which is not okay do we give the song to to priest 
Rhea has a new song, so like she doesn't. I do need like a new Rhea's song. new song. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of options they can go with with Judgment Day, but we do know that Edge is gone, and I assume he becomes your new top baby face on Raw because really there's not any other options. I mean, right. you have, I mean, Lashley technically could be. Yeah, but like Lashley's doing that thing with with Theory right now, where so Lashley had an in ring promo where basically he was just saying he's over MVP, and Theory interrupts it, and then Lashley challenges for him to the U.S. title, and then Theory declines it, tries to take a selfie with it, gets attacked by Lashley. Like I think he's going to have that little feud with Theory for a bit, maybe even get the U.S. title off of Theory. I, I honestly think that would be a waste. Yeah, I think Theory should keep the U.S. title. I think Lashley should go big. Um. I don't know. I just, it's so weird how they have everything set up right now. Yeah, the problem is you have Roman having both titles and he's not on either show. Right, we haven't seen him. So, like, there's nothing to even set up with Roman. Right. They're kind of, like, again, they're just kind of doing this roundabout feud with Riddle where he's just taking on and losing repeatedly to Mm -hmm. the bloodline. Um, But, like, that's the problem with having, like, we have the Brock Lesnar problem all over again. Right. Of, like, your champion's not on the show, mm-hmm. which sucks because now everybody else is fighting for a title that doesn't exist. Like, and I can't tell if there's something wrong with Roman or if he if they're just, like, not booking him because he's not here. We didn't see him on SmackDown last week. We didn't see him on Raw this week. We didn't see him on SmackDown this week. So, like, where is he? Like, I is he okay? I think it's just a light schedule. Yeah. And, like, trying to make it, like, special when he's but there. Rumor but rumor has it he's not going to have a match silly. at Money in the Bank. That's, like, a no, rumor I, that's circulating right now. And he has two freaking titles. And you mean to tell me he's not going to wrestle at Money in the Bank? Well, we do know he's going to be on SmackDown this week. He's going to face Riddle, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, but it is it is weird because I feel like there's just no title for the Raw guys to go after. Like, right. everything. And, like, Riddle, who's on Raw, mm-hmm. is fighting on SmackDown. And Roman's well, he's got, kind of fighting with both right now. Riddle's got a lot going on. Like, it's very confusing. He went against The Miz this week. It was very weird because The Miz and Maurice came out for Miz TV. They came out to promote their new season of Miz and Mrs. And Riddle just kind of shows up. Champa comes out of nowhere attacking him. And somehow that turned into a match between Riddle and The Miz. None and of then, this makes any sense. Right. It was very weird. The Miz got his pants ripped off. It was a whole thing. Riddle wins. But then, like, the Usos are also here this week so they have some guys doing double duty where like there's some guys on smackdown some guys on raw riddle and the usos being two of those people that flop around like that like it's very weird to see them kind of flopping around for nothing like at least the usos have the um the championship yeah so like the usos are like technically like they're on both shows but it makes sense because they're the champions they're the of both champs shows. of both shows they're they face the street profits who got a win over them. Mm-hmm. So, like, now the Street Poppers are going But it was a weird win. Every, everything is weird right now in WWE. It, it all just feels like we don't know. Like, we're, again, we're just in, like, a holding pattern of, like, all right, like, is The Rock going to face Roman at And then also people keep getting injured. People keep getting injured. And, like, there, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but there was no AJ Styles on, on Raw either. No. And, like, that is a guy that you could easily plug in as your top baby face at any point. Like, AJ Styles can be in the mid-card, and he's a main eventer in the mid-card. Like, he's he's a main event talent that you could easily just slide right on in, have him take on Roman, have him take on whoever. But we're, we're stuck in this, like, riddle. It keeps going back and forth, and he's, like, fighting for Randy's honor. And yeah. Randy's also not on yeah, either one Randy of these shows. Yeah, Randy's not on either show. He Well, they said that he's getting, like... 
I don't think he's getting back surgery, but he's out because of his back or something. Whatever. It's, it's yeah, there he's fighting for everybody's <laughs> honor, but then also the Usos are fighting for both championships, and then we have random people who we don't care about and nobody cares about. Like, why are Omas going against Cedric Alexander? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. And then, like, Ziggler and Rude come out for no reason. There are so many things in this that I was confused about, too, because Omas gets the win. Ziggler and Rude come out for whatever reason. They're in the little spot where, like, they used to do interviews, but they don't do interviews anymore. So, like, why were they there? I don't, yeah, that and was then a weird spot, Ziggler hits omas with like the his super kick and then they run away so like are are we trying to make them baby faces are we not trying to make them very weird things and i'm so tired of it just being like oh well it's weird because we're in that flux but like okay figure it the fuck out then like what are we doing with all of that money that we're we're getting rid of all of these people for budget cuts but we're not putting that budget into the writers and i feel like at this point put the budget into the writers because i don't like the fact that this week on raw we saw Becky Lynch yeah. in a match for the 24-7 championship. That shit was embarrassing, just straight up. Worst like, match of the night. Dana Brooke versus Becky Lynch for who knows why. Right, like who knows why that match was even happening to begin with. Like, So it's happening, but then the 24-7 people come out and like Tozawa pins. So, like it was all just like the title changed a hundred times just mm-hmm. in like this span. It was, it was Tozawa and then it was Tamina and then... Um, who knows Either way, happening. it ended up back on it Dana. It ends up back with Dana, and then Becky Lynch is like, all right, cool, I'll fight for the 24-7 title. And then she loses with help from Asuka. So, like, Becky Lynch lost to Dana Brooke, and I would rather have not had to say that sentence. Right. Like, it doesn't, I don't know. There was just a lot of garbage that happened here. One of the, the better things that did happen, though, on Raw is... A storyline that we do like, Ezekiel and Kevin Owens. Oh my god, thank god. So, like, the next thing on our notes was Veer and, and Dominic Mysterio, and I thought that's <laughs> what you were about to say. And, like, jeez, I would have, I was about to just leave. No way. The Dominic, the Dominics? Um, yeah, so, Veer, no. Yeah, Veer beat a Dominic, and then that was, who cares? That was just ridiculous. I, and we say that because I think it was, like, two or three weeks ago, one of the announcers referred to the Mysterios as the Dominics, and yeah. now that's all we can do. That's they it. are the Dominics, and that's that. Veer beat one of them with, no, 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 he didn't. Rey Mysterio um, got involved when he almost beat Dominic. Either way, it doesn't matter. Veer's still here. He's winning, but not really winning. But Ezekiel had a match against Otis for whatever reason. He gets the win, but then he gets on the mic and tells Owens that he wants a rematch from their Hell in a Cell match. And Owens comes out and says, the only way I will accept a rematch against you is if you admit that you're Elias. And he does. He says, you're right, I'm Elias. Owens starts celebrating. And then he's just like, just kidding, I'm lying, just like you always lie. And then hits Kevin Owens with a jumping kick. And I don't. I, I like this feud a lot because I love the like paranoia aspect of it where Kevin Owens is just going down that paranoia Sami Zayn like road. Yeah. And then Ezekiel is Elias and it's hilarious. Like my problem at this point is like, how long are we going to do this with Kevin Owens and, and Ezekiel? Because I feel like Kevin Owens is 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 better suited to be in that main event scene, and we're kind of like this should have been like a month long thing that ended at Hell in a Cell, and then like Ezekiel can keep being Ezekiel, and it's fine. But like Kevin Owens moves on. Like at what yeah, point does Kevin has Owens to be the move last on? Of it. Like you you won at Hell in a Cell. Be done. Yeah, this has to be the end of it. Like. He's saying, I'm Elias, just kidding, I'm not Elias. And then Kevin Owens just has to be like, 
okay. Like, okay, yeah. I don't know what to do here, whatever, I'm done. I do think it's hilarious. Uh, they can keep going for all I care. Then we don't care about the Dominics or Veer. And we can move right into SmackDown where Drew McIntyre, I think, is who they're lining up for Roman Reigns yeah, on the we've SmackDown been saying that end. for a while now. And, yeah, but and this they is have who... Just, like, I-, I thought about this during... So it was Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. It's a Money in the Bank men's qualifying match. And right. this match just straight up didn't end. It was a, it was a double disqualification, but like like we don't know if there's a winner or a loser. It just happened and it, it kept it just It's infuriating ended. because when it comes to like a qualifying match for something like Money in the Bank or for anything for that matter, if it's a qualifying match, there should be an actual ending. Like mm-hmm. there should be it shouldn't be a no disqualification, or it should be a no disqualification and no count out. There needs to be an ending. Who the fuck just qualified for Money in the Bank? Do both of them qualify? Is it just Drew McIntyre? Is it just Sheamus? Like, we need to know that information. And right now, all we got is there was no ending. One of them may or may not be in it. Look, I, I just remember watching this match and thinking that they have just taken so much of the shine off of Drew McIntyre from when he was carrying the whole show during the pandemic era. Yeah. And he is just, he feuded with Baron Corbin and Madcap Moss. Mm-hmm. Hated it. They ended up with a match at WrestleMania. And now he just, like, he was teaming with the New Day, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, and like, I, now he's just, it's just him versus Sheamus. Well, this and then is we my don't thing. even get a, like, he can't even get a win here, which should have been easy. I think it's just the fact that, like, they let his, his fumes burn. And now where everybody's not fully behind him anymore, like we were months ago fully behind him, very committed to him being the person that was going to take on Roman Reigns, and they weren't ready to have Roman drop the title. And then it all, it was a slow burn. He's not as over with the crowd anymore, which is why I'm thinking they're going to try to build up Drew McIntyre again to be the person to take on Reigns. But you'd think he would have won this match. Yeah, it should have just been an easy choice. And then you could have Drew be like, listen... I'm going to cash in my money in the bank, and we're going to do it at the UK show. Mm-hmm. Like, just call your shot. Be, like, Drew McIntyre is the perfect person to win the money in the bank and call your shot and be like, I'm not going to sneak attack you. I want you at your best. I want you in my hometown where, you know, equivalent. Yeah, close enough to. Like, that's what I would do with Drew McIntyre at this point. Because the money in the bank, it's going to be so interesting to see who they decide to pull the trigger on if they do. And if if they finally take a title off of Roman because of the Money in the Bank, mm-hmm. because we're again we're just in this weird pattern of like I don't know if they even know what they want to do with Roman, if they want to have him keep both titles to face the Rock, because then it's like oh this is the biggest this like going from Brock Lesnar being like the biggest match of all time, and then we just do it again like oh this is the biggest match. Yeah, but of they all could time. always do it to where somebody wins like. We'll just say Cody Rhodes again. Cody wins the Rumble. He challenges for the Raw title. And then Roman's still a champion going against The Rock. Like, he doesn't need both titles to go against The Rock. He could compete what I'm saying. on like, night one of Mania and night two of Mania. Like, do you take one of those titles off of him with the money in the bank? I think so. And then also he could pull... Like, they could have a very easy Seth Rollins moment again at WrestleMania. Yep, it's say he has both titles and he faces The Rock and then he somebody... Like, I don't know if they would put a title on The Rock, but then somebody but come out and take a title right after that match when he's tired from that match. Like, I, Oh, just have the money in the bank person keep the yeah. briefcase the whole time? That's interesting. 
that would be a way to do it. But like right. at that point, it's got to be like a heel. You, like Austin Theory would be perfect for that spot. Right. Um, but then again, like it, it's. I mean, you probably, I guess, would want a face to be that person to take it off Roman. But that's where, like, there's so much just confusion as to I don't know what they plan on booking here, and I don't think they know what they plan on booking here, but I think they booked themselves into a corner. And we've said this before by putting both titles on Roman. Yeah. And not really having a plan to get them off. But we also had a, a women's qualifying match. Lacey Evans is back. She's on SmackDown. Yes, She's got a new outfit. first time we have seen song. her back in the ring. Uh, you're not a fan of her outfit. I am not. Uh, I'm not a fan of her theme song. I would have loved to see the old theme song come back. But you know what's funny? I was not a fan of her old outfit either. So this is not just like new gear and I hate it. It's I did not like her. I don't, I don't think they know what she, what flatters her. Well, it's like, I feel like she had, I think she had a great look prior. And it all, it all worked together because she was like the lady. Right? Yeah, but I also, I didn't like that outfit either. I did. I, I, I liked her whole gimmick back it then. It matched her gimmick better. But then it, I would always come back to like, why wouldn't they push the fact that she was a Marine? Like, why wouldn't they push, you know, the veteran thing? And now they are. Kind of. But, like, only kind of. Yeah, and like she, weird. Like, she, she keeps saying this thing, like, um, she faced Zia Lee in this match, saying that, you know, Zia, I might not be better than Zia Lee, but she's damn sure not better than me. And, like, she, she's, like, she's coming off as a baby face, but, like, it doesn't feel natural. Yeah, but rumor has it they're going to try to make her heal with this gimmick, and I don't like that. That's just, and I feel like that's just asking for problems. Like, yeah. this should have been an easy, like, she's a baby face. Yeah. But, like, I feel like they're pushing it too hard that, like, the fans are going to reject it. Yeah. Because it's not like, natural. You're right. No, it just it just feels weird. She's such a better heel. Right. And and this was kind of annoying. Like, she should just be coming up and be like, I am better than these, than these yeah. women. Well, that's kind of what she was before. Exactly. Like, I don't, I, I get that the, the baby face version of this is like, you know, we're all equal. We're all great. And I'm, no, like, this she is should, my story. She, she should, should come out and say, this is my story. And it made me a dominant beast. It made and me better yes, than all of you. Yes, it made me better than all yes. of you. And here I am. I'm going to come kick ass. And it was like, honestly annoying that it was her versus Zia Lee. I so know. now there's no chance of the two of them being qual- like qualifying for no. this. It was one or the other. Zia Lee basically, basically got squashed here. Yeah, it's just, they clearly are just not into Zia Lee the way I feel like they should have been. She still has a dope-ass entrance. I feel like about Shotzi, too, man. Yeah, Shotzi Like, what was the point of bringing these women up if you were just going to make them, like, squash? Little jobbers. Like, I I get the Lacey thing. You've got to have... We need to build Lacey up. We need to build Lacey up. She would be a great person to have win um, Money in the Bank. I don't know who else they're even going to have, but we had Shotzi come out and challenge Ronda, and Ronda beat Shotzi. Fine match. Good to get, like, a rub for Shotzi here, but... Again, like there's just not women on the on the SmackDown roster Mm-mm. that are like I would have had Lacey face Aaliyah because Aaliyah is just she's just gonna be the fun jobber. Yeah, right. Like her job is just to lose, and like she gets like a quick roll up victory every once in a while to like to the you know the applause of the crowd. Burying Zia Lee like this was just a weird choice. Yeah, I don't think it was the right choice. It should have just been Lacey and Aaliyah. Lacey gets the easy win over Aaliyah, who's. There, like there can Natty, be no plans for like, Aaliyah. Where it's like, well, no, it can't be Natty because Natty's next for Ronda. Oh, that's right. Well, I was going to say, where it's somebody that's like a strong competitor, but it wouldn't be a bad thing if she wasn't in Money in the Bank. Like, Aaliyah isn't necessarily a strong competitor, but then that might have made Lacey not look too strong by beating her. So, like, put a strong competitor yeah, but in does Lacey there. look strong by beating Zia Lee? Zia Lee hasn't done anything in months. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, she had, like, a 
like a cool two week of like I'm the protector, and then like she's not yeah. the protector anymore. She's just like the I'm she's here to protect people. herself, but then she's not winning anything. Yeah, and Lacey wins there. Rhonda ends up tapping out Shotzi, and then we had my favorite moment of the week: Ricochet versus Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. We are finally in the Gunther era. Gunther gets the win over Ricochet. He is your new Intercontinental Champion. I hope he holds the title forever. Just read it. Yeah, he it. needs a long run. Like, I love this dude. His presentation is awesome. He hits so damn hard. I love having his, like, announcer. I think it was last week. I don't think it was in, in this match against Ricochet. I think it was, like, the week before. He, You saying he hit so hard made me think of it. Like, he, he did. Does. He hit somebody, whoever it was, so hard that I was just like, how did that person just stand up? Like, well, how Remember when he, he just hit Drew Gulak and, like, basically yes, you know, It might have been that. Yeah. It, does, it just knocked the ghost right out of him. This like, was what such an fuck? easy choice. I'm so glad that they just, they just went with it. Yeah. Build this man up. Have him be... Like, have him do an open challenge every week. Have him beat the piss out of every mid-carder you can find on SmackDown and have him just be the champion for years. I don't even care. Yeah, because, I mean, it's the Intercontinental Championship. So, like, have him Make have a whole long run. Make it meaningful again and, and just do that. The The open challenge, even if it's not every week, every other week, whatever, once a month, do an open challenge. Have him be a fighting com- like competitor, a, con- a fighting champion, and I don't know, I think he's just dominant, like, he will dominate in a good way. Yes, and, like, he doesn't need to, like, he can be a dominant heel where, like, yes. he is fine just beating the shit out of everyone. He's not, like, you're, like, afraid to defend the title kind exactly. of heel. And then Ricochet, we can move him into the Money in the Bank match. I would be fine with that. Have him have a qualifier next week or against somebody. I think he's a guy that hasn't gotten the push that maybe he he should. Because mm-hmm. he can be a babyface with his moveset. He could be a top guy. Put him in the Money in the Bank match. He wouldn't win, but he's always somebody that they could... He's going to be cool in a ladder match. Yeah. Uh, and then we ended the night with Riddle versus Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn representing the bloodline. He is an honorary oose. It's so crazy. If Sami Zayn wins, Riddle is barred from SmackDown. If Riddle wins, he earns the right to challenge Roman Reigns to a match against, or for the, whichever title. I guess both. Well, you know what's funny, too? Nobody's clarifying this. No, and they only said he earns the right to challenge Roman. So does that mean that... They didn't say when, but it is next week. But does that mean that he can just be like, hey, Roman, he won this match. So could he just be like, hey, Roman, I won... I want to challenge you to to a fight and Roman say no. Like, it's not saying that he gets a match. It's saying that he has earned the right to challenge him for a match. And knowing Paul Heyman, who put this stipulation in, it could very easily be that twisted little bullshit. Well, no, because they are already advertising Riddle vs. Roman next week, which, you know, Riddle's not winning this match either way. But I I do think it'd be cool to have him lose and then have, like, a beatdown happening and then Randy comes in, RKO out of nowhere, we set up Randy versus. Um, Roman for maybe SummerSlam. Right. Um, but Riddle, he's been working double duty. He's been great. He c- He's also a guy that I think, for for whatever reason, I think Vince just likes this dude. Yeah, but, like, don't we all? That's the thing. Is like, he, is, like, he <laughs> could be a top babyface, and Raw needs them. Get this man on Raw. Sometimes the guys that Vince likes, I'm just like, why? Why do you like that guy? But I like, think he thinks he's it's just Rob Van Dam. Yeah, 
Yeah. He's like, oh, people love Rob Van Dam. This is another stoner that I can just get people to cheer? Yeah. Easy. It's a lot of fun. But we have Money in the Bank coming up July 2nd. For the men's... A Saturday. Yes, I'm very thankful for that. Uh, For the men's side, I'm assuming it's going to be Drew McIntyre, but we really don't know between Drew and Sheamus. Maybe both of them. Maybe neither of them. I think it'll be both, honestly. Oh, you think that they're just going to be like, go ahead? Yeah. Fight it out again? I think they're going to fight it out again. And I think you're going to get another... Double count out or some bullshit. And then they're going to And then you're just going to be like, all right, fuck it. You're both in. Yeah. Okay. And then on the women's side, we have Lacey Evans in the women's match. That's it. I mean, we are still in the beginning of June. So we have a month to figure out the other five, seven people. I forget. Six or eight people are in Money in the Bank. I think I'll, I'll call it right now. I think Lacey Evans ends up winning. She is the favorite and she's the only person in it so far. But she's like, she's the favorite right now. I would 100% think that Lacey wins this match. Um. I, I just feel like Lacey has always had that top role in her. Yeah. I don't like the way they're going about this one. But you know what? They can stumble into something good. Right. Like, they could easily just have, like, I think the fun thing would be if they try to pit Lacey as a heel and put her up against Ronda. Because people will fucking boo Ronda. Always. She is not, <laughs> like, she's just, she's so not confident on the mic and like you can feel it like she's always like trying to make jokes that like that don't get over the crowd doesn't pop for her no, nearly because as much the as crowd feels the same way that i feel why do we want her here when she does not want to be here she's made she said it she we feel it there's like that's the Listen, energy the she gives off the fact that she's wrestling every week good for her good for her but Great. yeah i'm this I couldn't care less. Did not care at all about that match because I do not care about her being here. And if Lacey's the one that's going to take it, let Lacey take it, man. I don't care. Dynamite, though, we have, well, well, AW in general, we have the next pay-per-view, which is on June 26th. It is the Forbidden Door between AEW and New Japan. So on Dynamite, we had the Casino Battle Royale, and that winner goes against John Moxley in the main event, and then the winner of that match will go against somebody from New Japan for the interim title while Punk is out. So we, I don't know, man. I just, I love battle royals especially in aew because we've said it a handful of time they have too many men that can be at the top yeah and they kind of get lost in the shuffle because there's so many men but in something like this we get to see all of those men and they're all in it and they're well, no some of them so so this was a weird the way that they're doing this cm punk is out right we don't know how long he's out they right. didn't say which is very bizarre um which is like so wrestling in general just basically lost their two biggest baby faces within yeah. like a week span. So CM Punk, he's a champion. They're not going to strip him of the title. He's just we're just going to crown an interim champion. Right. Weird. Um, but we're going to do this battle royal first, the casino battle royal. The winner faces John Moxley because fuck it, you know why not? Why not just like John Moxley just automatically qualified to not, face man. the winner of this battle royale, who the same night. John Moxley gets to face. I did think that that was a little bit bizarre that like they open the show with the Battle Royale and then they end the show with that Could have going easily against pushed Mox. it to Dynamite, but whatever. Or push it to Rampage or next week, you know? Something. Right. So this match happens. It's a Casino Battle Royale, so there's obviously a Joker. The Joker ends up being Andrade. Right. Hyped to see him. He's back from his honeymoon. 
this match had a lot of people in it. Like, it had Keith Lee, it had Swerve, it had this Darby is, This Allen. is what I'm saying. It had all very good guys in it, and we got to see all of them shine in this match. But they didn't have Wardlow in it. And we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, but Wardlow kind of had, like, his own thing later in the night. Yes, and, like, he explains why he wasn't in it. I just thought it was weird because why... It, yeah. it, it was weird that he wasn't in it at all. Like, if you look at the AEW rankings, like, Moxley's number one contender makes sense why he's, like, got that automatic qualifier. Wardlow was third. He wasn't in it. Adam Cole wasn't in it. Uh, but Adam Cole was also on the show later. This match got so close to having the ending that I wanted. It and was it just like didn't. There were so many times where I thought it was going to come down to just Andrade and Darby Allen. I was like, okay, like this is going to be fun. And then when Darby Allen got eliminated, I was just like, my heart shattered a little bit. Well, and then Swerve eliminated Keith Lee, so that was it was weird. awesome though. Swerve was like teaming with Darby Allen, ends up getting rid of Darby Allen. Yeah, can't trust Swerve, but awesome. We end up with a final two of Kyle O'Reilly and Andrade. And in my mind head, blowing. This is easy money. This is it's Andrade's to lose. Surprise, it's not. It's Kyle O'Reilly who gets the win here. I'm shocked. You're shocked. And then we- I was like literally the whole time I was like, how because I love watching like the top four. Where I'm like, okay, these are the top four, this is crazy. And then like, all right, the top two and and, and <laughs> when O'Reilly was in the top four, and then it got down to them being the top two, at one point we were both like was there somebody that went, like, under the ring and just, like, yeah, hanging out? Like, we didn't realize, like, he wasn't eliminated and he's going to come back and, like, a- a- and like eliminate the two of them or whatever. And then when Kyle O'Reilly got that win, we were like, what the fuck just happened? I was disappointed. I like Kyle O'Reilly. I thought this was just a nice Yeah, he's not a bad been. wrestler. He's a great wrestler. We do really enjoy watching him, but I did not expect him to win. No, I expected Andrade to win. Right. And then we get Andrade versus Moxley. And, like, knowing full well John Moxley's going to beat whoever he's whoever facing won, right. in the main event. But, like, it would have been nice to see Andrade get there. But Tony Khan just seems to really fucking love the Undisputed Era. Yeah. Uh, just we will give them everything. We did get John Moxley versus Kyle O'Reilly. The winner of that match would go on to face, will go on to face the winner of Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Hiroki Goto, which happened last night at N- uh, New Japan Dominion. Hiroshi Tanahashi gets that victory. John Moxley beats Kyle O'Reilly, so we get at Forbidden Door for the AEW World Championship. John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, and that match is going to slap for a, a number of reasons. One, because uh, John Moxley's in it. John Moxley's in it. Two, uh, Tanahashi's in it. But they have a history. Yes. When John Moxley was going to New Japan, John Moxley was your United States uh, champion, and like ended up having to like give up the title. They were always kind of, like, dancing around Tanahashi versus Moxley and then never getting it. And then when they announced Punk versus Tanahashi, I thought it was weird. Like, that that should be Moxley. Because Moxley yeah, is well, the reason Moxley why the Forbidden Door even exists in the first place. Like, even Moxley was like, what the shit? Like, this, is, yeah. this should be my match. And it ends up just working out because we are now going to get Moxley versus Tanahashi. And Moxley is now getting the credit he deserves for basically inventing the Forbidden Door. By being the guy that went to New Japan, fought for New Japan, came back to AEW, goes back and forth. He's the guy that kind of opened that door in general. And now he gets to main event that show, which I would assume he's going to be the one. He would be He would be the first ever two-time AEW world champion. Yeah, I'm here for it. And that's what I'm thinking happens. Um, and then we also, on this show, we had Pac versus Buddy Matthews, which was awesome. It's for a new title. Yeah, AEW, for some reason, 
is going to introduce a new mid card title, which Why I not? don't feel like. I just don't feel like they need it. But yeah, but what, they whatever. have so many guys. They're probably trying to give yeah. some sort of recognition to. It's just weird because like you already have the TNT title. You're not doing anything with the FTW title. It's not even like officially recognized. And now we're going to bring in the All Atlantic Championship. Cool title. We're going to have a tournament, and the f- there's going to be four matches that will culminate in a fatal four-way at Forbidden Door for that new All-Atlantic Championship. This match was one of those. Mm -hmm. And I I like the way they did it because they made it, like, each person is representing a country. Yeah. So, like, you had Pac versus Buddy Matthews. Pac gets the win over over Buddy in his AEW singles debut. I did not like that. I love Pac. I love him. And I am happy that he won. But, like... This is Buddy's first match, first singles match in AEW. How are you going to have this man lose so quickly? I think... And not quickly like the match was short. I just mean like it was his first match. Yeah, I, I just, I don't think there's me- there's much plans for Buddy in general. Other yeah. than just like being a part of Malachi's thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but the, the All-Atlantic tournament uh, is going to be, again, it's going to lead into... Forbidden Door. We're going to have a Fatal 4-Way match, which Pac now qualifies for. Uh, but, like, we also have Miro in this tournament. So, like, this is going to be very interesting. We have Pac now qualified. We'll have Ethan Page versus Miro. Ethan Page cut a great promo, as did Miro, uh, about this match. Penta versus Malachi Black. And then we'll have two people representing New Japan that will somehow make their way into that match as well. Um, the Malachi versus Penta will be interesting. I feel like I feel like this this is just made for Miro. I hope so. I feel like it's either Miro or Pac gets this win. The reason I think Pac is because he was like the first guy AEW signed, really. Yeah. And he, they really haven't been able to do much with him, and like it's not their fault. It's not his fault. It's just like there was weird visa issues um, during COVID. Like he couldn't even get into the country. It, I feel like this is a way to like kind of pay him back and be like, he, this is this is your title. I like that though. And have Miro go for the TNT title or something else. Miro needs to be doing shit. Uh, and then Will Osprey is here. Yeah, he made his AEW appearance. Hangman gets his win over David Finley, and it, Will Osprey just comes out and destroys um, Trent Beretta with the help of like his boys. I thought that was just very random. But at the same time, like, we're just bringing in people from New Japan because we have to set this Forbidden Door pay-per-view mm-hmm. up. And after Hangman gets his win over Finley, he challenges Okada for the IWGP championship, which, okay. Yeah. Like, we know you're... We need Hangman at that pay-per-view. Like, yeah, Hangman's going to be at this pay-per-view. Okada, we'd assume, would be at the pay-per-view, and he's going to be, like, the big get. He's going to be the big fish. Mm-hmm. Whoever gets to face Okada... Like, that's going to be people, the second biggest match. People want to see Omega versus Okada. Well, but, like, we don't know when Omega's coming back. People I'm want assuming, hell one ice water, you know? assuming it would be Forbidden Door is I don't when think, we see Omega. But who knows? Who I knows? I don't think we're going to see Kenny. I think, if anything, he just has, like, a run-in at the end or something. Hangman challenging Okada gets a big pop from the crowd. But mm-hmm. Adam Cole interrupts mm-hmm. and states nothing but facts. Why would Hangman challenge Okada for the IWGP championship when Okada is defending that championship that coming Saturday against Jay White. Okada might not be the champion. Right. And Adam Cole and Jay White, they're boys. Mm-hmm. Turns out 
at Dominion, Jay White beats Okada for the IWGP Championship. Jay White is now your IWGP World right, Champion. Right, so is he going to go against Hangman? I don't know. Like, so now we are left with, and, and Jay White cut an awesome promo after the fact, basically calling out Hangman, you know, for, for running away from New Japan to his new, to his friend's club in AEW. Um, thanks, Adam Cole, for being a great friend of his. It, it just, it was hilarious because now we're, we're, Hangman is stuck. Right. Do you still want Okada? Or do you just want the IWGP championship? Do, I think this would be best suited as Adam Cole and Jay White versus okada and hangman that'd be cool just do it that way so that way like you can have hangman and okada get like a win because mm-hmm. i don't i just don't feel like okada is going to lose at this pay-per-view no and i also don't think hangman loses i feel like that's the easiest way to go because adam cole and jay white can lose that match and it's not a big deal at all um, but forbidden door is shaping up because we also had at dominion Zack saber jr challenge brian danielson that match would be insane if that is actually what we get. And, like, guys are just trying to get in there. Guys are trying yeah. to get on that show, but like, like, in the worst the way. The thing is, it's, it's not just, like, filler matches. It's actually no. insane matches that people are going to want to see and they're going to make happen. Like, that match with Daniel Bryan will be absolutely insane. And if they're going to make it happen. Yeah. I mean, it's not official, but it's going to be. Come on. Like, for, for years, Brian Danielson was considered the best technical wrestler in the world. Still mm-hmm. is. But, like, Dave Meltzer um, named his award the um, for, like, the best technical wrestler, the, the Brian Danielson Award. Mm-hmm. Zack Sabre Jr. wins that award. So, like, the fact that, like, we could possibly get those two in the ring for the first time. And Zack Sabre Jr. was in the Cruiserweight Classic, which they're not going to bring up. But Brian Danielson was a commentator for the Cruiserweight Classic right. and watched Zack Sabre Jr. in that tournament. I think... That match would end up being probably the best match of the night, probably if, if and when it does happen. Uh, but yeah, we're we're shaping up here, and then Wardlow comes out and explains why he doesn't he wasn't in the battle royal. So he comes out. He basically he wants the TNT championship. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to fight for an interim championship. No, he wants an actual championship. He wants Punk when Punk is ready. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't, like, I kind of, like, I get it, but it kind of shits on the interim title match. Yeah. Like, it kind of made it feel shitty. Yeah. Like, we literally were all so excited for Moxley versus Tanahashi, and Wardlow's like, fuck that, it's not even real. Well, the thing is, I we wouldn't be as excited for Wardlow versus anybody for this interim. We're excited no. to see the two men that got it because of the history that they have. So, he has to shit on it in order to be like, I don't want that. You I know, know what I it mean? Just, it just felt like, I don't know, it just felt shitty. Uh, but I, I get it. Wardlow wants the TNT Championship. I think he'll probably end up getting it because that, that boy that boy needs gold around his waist soon. Yeah. Um, we also had Thunder Rosa versus Marina Shafir. This is what they should be doing with Thunder Rosa. Stop having Thunder Rosa talk. Yeah, stop just have having, her do these matches. Stop having interview segments with Thunder Rosa. Let her go out every week and wrestle because that's what she does best. These like the way they built the Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb match we talked about on here was ad was ridiculous. Right. Like, why would we take the two best wrestlers your company has and have them talk to each other a bunch? Yeah. It made no sense. Thunder Rosa ends up beating Marina Shafir, who like, I don't know, man. They keep building up her record on like dark and elevation, and then she comes on TV and loses. Yeah. So I don't know what the plan is with her exactly. Uh, but Marina Shafir ends up attacking Thunder Rosa afterwards. Tony Storm comes to the rescue and 
maybe we're getting Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. I mean, it's a cool like thought for the future it was weird that we had tony storm like come to her rescue and then we get the implication that they're going to go against each other but i what a good match that would be like thunder rosa versus tony storm why not and then Britt baker shits all over it uh, of course in a she backstage does. segment of course <laughs> like, she does uh, uh i just i like Britt baker and i just i really feel like they need to get her away from any title scene like for she the doesn't need future. a title just go against jamie hater like that match has been sitting there for so long yeah. And it's a way to get Jamie Hayter over, and it's a way to keep Britt out of that title picture. But I feel like Britt is going to – they're going to just shoehorn her into this, and I just feel like she needs to just be so – She's the Charlotte Flair. She is. Tony Khan has booked Britt Baker to be the Charlotte Flair of mm-hmm. AEW, and that's not a compliment. No. Uh, but on Rampage, Jake Hager versus Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston wins clean in a you know a fine match, a hard-hitting match. Yeah. It was honestly probably the best match of the night of on Rampage. Sotnam Singh and Jay Lethal faced a bunch of jobbers. Sotnam Singh and Jay Lethal get the win. Chris Statlander versus Red Velvet was a great match. A lot of history there. Chris Statlander gets the win there. And then Jade Cargo and the baddies beat the shit out of her. Of course. Anna Jay comes out because. Mm-hmm. And then what's funny to me is after Statlander and Anna Jay are dead, and Anna Jay didn't get music to run out to. No, she just ran out. She just runs. She just trucks out. Athena's music plays, mm-hmm. and Athena just jogs her way out to the ring, and she's going to do something, but like she she doesn't because like the officials catch her yeah, on the was, way. It was very weird why like Athena wasn't allowed to help. It, it was it was bizarre. Like she got music and then wasn't allowed to help, but Anna yeah. Jay didn't get music and was allowed to help. Very weird. I I'm mean, sorry. I, I just I'm. Not, they're I, lining this up for Athena to take it from Jade. And they, and pass. I know, you don't like her. Pass, 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 pass. She got lit up on Twitter. Um, Jade Cargill said, like, uh, Ember posted, like, a picture, and Jade said that she was looking Mandy-ish, because, like, Athena made it a big deal that, like, WWE wanted her dressed a certain way, they wanted her to look like Mandy, but she doesn't want to be like that, because she wants to be more for the kids, mm-hmm. which, like... Okay. Yeah. Sure. And then I like her. I like her a lot. <laughs> Jade calling saying she looked Mandyish was hilarious. Athena came back with some real weak shit on Twitter, and I don't know. Athena needs to up her trash talk. Like, yeah. And like the problem with that is, you have Jade Cargill who is a great shit talker, and now she has Stokely Hathaway who is like the king shit talker. Yes. <laughs> like there's just no way around this. Jade Cargill is just the best presented female in wrestling right now. She has all the help she could possibly get. The baddies are She don't awesome. even need the help. She and doesn't. that's the best part. But, like, the fact that, like, this whole baddies thing is working, mm-hmm. and then you bring in yes. Stokely, like, this whole thing is just A-plus all the way around. I don't want Athena to take the title off of her. I think, if anything, it should be Statlander. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with that, though I do love Athena. You just never liked her, so I know that you were going to have that little bit of, like, a... I am a hater. A fighter, like a fight on that anyway. But then we also had FTR versus, or FTR and Trent Beretta versus Aussie Open and Will Ospreay. Yes, so like that's, Aussie Open and Will Ospreay are the ones that came out and beat up Trent Beretta on Dynamite, and then they also beat up FTR. FTR and Trent Beretta get the win here, which is fine. Right. I Uh, think that, like, Chris Statlander and Red Velvet should have been the main event. No, only because Will Ospreay... If you're going to bring him in, I, I just, I honestly thought it was weird. I, I would have rather had him wrestle on Dynamite. Um, I feel like. Right, because like he came out on Dynamite. And I, maybe that's why I'm thinking that he shouldn't have been 
the main event on Rampage because like he came like, out on like, hey, I'm here on yeah, Dynamite, and then we don't was, see him until the end of Rampage. For what it was and what it ended up being, I wouldn't even have done it. Like, yeah, to have Trent Beretta and FTR win, uh, like with Will Ospreay on his first night in AEW, it it just felt wrong. Uh, but Forbidden Door is shaping up to be the awesome pay per view we all knew it would be. Moxley versus Tanahashi, and then whatever is going to happen now with Jay White and um, and Okada and Hangman and Adam Cole. There's so many possibilities. AEW was building something really special. Yeah. While WWE is, like, floundering and, like, has no idea what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, and I feel like this happens a lot where AEW just, like, sometimes figures it out and then they just run with it and it works. And AEW, or WWE just flounders. And it's a shame because both have amazing people that they can work with. And WWE just refuses to work with certain people, like, to push certain people. And it's crazy. Well, they, they refuse to make new stars. Right. And Whereas AEW is making all these stars. All of them. Are they, though? But then, like, are they though? Because they, you know, really, what? maybe they're not even making all the stars; they're just getting all the stars, and then they're just kind of like sitting on them. We didn't talk about MJF's promo. Oh my! How from the, a couple weeks ago? How? Because we just had the Hell in a Cell pay per view, and we didn't get to talk about MJF and <laughs> the absolute promo Jesus of the year. Christ! Everybody that has need that has wanted to see it has seen it by now. It was incredible. But him talking about how. Tony Khan just likes to collect ex- at WWE guys and yeah. give them the money that he deserves. It's totally true. Yeah, it is. Because what star has AEW made? Like, I guess you can say Hangman. Yeah. Which is fine, but Jade. like, we've had that's the one. Mm-hmm. Like, in three years, you've made two stars yourself, and then the rest is all WWE guys. Brian Danielson, CM Punk, John Moxley, Chris Jericho. Yeah, but I mean the, the pillars only... of AEW are not any of those guys. Like, you have yeah, MJF. the only champions you have in Darby AEW Allen. history. The yeah. only one yeah. that was not a WWE guy was Hangman Page. Yeah. Everybody else came from WWE at some point or another. And <laughs> I can see, like, that's why Tony Khan bought like Ring of Honor, so then he could be like, no, 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 they're not WWE guys. They were Ring of Honor guys, and I own sure. Ring of Honor. Yeah. <laughs> but like MJF, like he spoke a lot of truth in that promo. Yes, he did. We don't know what's going on with him. We know he's had his merch pulled. We know he's not going to be on any shows. Honestly, coming in the future. listen, the reason that he got everything pulled or whatever, like he straight up said, "Fire me! I don't want to be here. Fire me!" Blah 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 blah. It was dumb of them to pull his merch. Yeah, I thought that was a really weird choice. They should have left his merch up. They would have made money. They would have made, they could have marked that shit up and it would have sold out. I think they're using the Sasha and Naomi template, but in like a more worked way. Yeah. Where like Sasha and Naomi pieced out, WWE was pissed off. Mm -hmm. MJF, whether he wants to leave or not, makes it seem like he does. Mm Mm-hmm. And then for them to, like, pull his merch the same way that they pulled, like, Sasha and Naomi, they're not talking about MJF. Like, I just feel like it's, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot a little bit. Yeah. But that's going to be the story of the next two years, unless Tony Khan just really does pull the trigger and lets him go, which I highly oh, doubt he does. He uh, I mean, if he did, he MJF would be snatched up tomorrow. Quick. He'd Very be on quick. Raw tomorrow if, if Vince could get his hands on him. Uh, but, I mean, that was our week in wrestling. There's so much going on, so many things to be built up, so many things that aren't going on that should be. But, I mean, that was – it was a weird week in wrestling. 
Yeah, well, especially on the WWE end as normal. Make sure you're following us everywhere at HeBookSheBook. And don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, guys.